James Clark with Disaster Podcaster, and welcome to our show. If this is the first time you've been here, welcome. I think you'll enjoy it. If you're a regular listener, this is the kickoff of season two. We have been um, planning for this for a few weeks. Uh, our last episode of last year, we did a, <clears throat> a live version and had calling callers, live calling callers, because there's a topic that we were talking about. I wanted to get feedback from other people. So we did that. So um, we just said, you know what, we love that format. It was very successful. A lot of good feedback. It was really, really popular. Excuse me. <coughs> and a lot of people said, you know, we love that. So we're going to build off of that. So today is the kickoff of our season two of Disaster Podcaster. Um, I want to tell you a couple things. And the reason we're doing a season two kickoff, this is actually episode zero because next week is episode number one officially. But I wanted to run through this this new format, all the systems. We've got a whole, a whole bunch of stuff in front of me. And we also lost a dear friend industry icon and a legend last week uh nick the founder owner and leader of john don supplies and equipment um just an icon in this industry and passed away um had a great life he was a great friend just want to do a little bit of tribute to him today so we're going to do some discussions and talking um but let me tell you about what we are doing here i'm probably about 30 minutes ago as we were setting up i i kind of compared this to like running your first large loss, large complex disaster restoration job. Um, things could go wrong, and I've got some, uh, yeah, so things could go wrong. Uh, we are working with some new things. We're going to places we haven't been before. I can promise there will be hiccups, but what we're hoping is no one gets hurt and we don't get fired. Um, so bear with us. We're going to improve. I think that the, probably the biggest mistakes are going to be really small and you won't even notice. This can be some technical production thing. So I want to just welcome you, season two, pre-launch, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm getting cues from the producer here. Uh, when you're the talent or the no talent like me, <laughs> you've got to listen to the producer. So uh, Toby is helping me with some, some figures. I think we're good now. Um, we are streaming live on Disaster Podcaster page on Facebook. It's just simply Facebook forward slash at Disaster Podcaster. And also live on our YouTube channel. This is our first big time to do um, much on our YouTube. It's YouTube Restoration Advisors. Um, we've got music. We've got things going on. So that's all out of the way. I want to, before I get started, I already have a caller on. I'm really, really excited. But before we get started, let's take care of something. More so than ever, I wanted to thank 
our sponsor. We had a sponsor that came aboard with us last year, has rolled over into this year, and that is Kahi, Kahi Asset Management and uh, in, in vehicle assets and equipment tracking. It's an incredible platform. They track, again, the things that you spend a lot of money on that make us a lot of money, which are our vehicle assets and people. It's a really intuitive platform, very affordable. Very, It's actually got some AI and it's learning. It gives you a lot of really useful data. There's a lot of things out there that do these things, but uh, Kaki has also got a great forward-facing or uh, forward and reverse-facing camera, reads facial recognition, has some really good AI around that. And then what's really cool, I talked to Kevin a little bit ago, he is interfacing and uh, connecting and integrating with a lot of other of your CRM softwares that you're already using. I would say that's just going to continue to develop to create some really, really, really great systems. So what I'd like to do real quick, I've got a great caller that's already on, and I'm really excited about it. But I wanted to first tell you that this episode, I'm going to spend some time with a tribute to Nick from John Don. Um, a lot of people I know, I mean, I made a post online, you know, rest in peace, we'll miss you. And a lot of people chimed in, had a lot of really great stories, had a really big connection to him. I had a moderate connection. I mean, we would see each other at shows. I've been to John Don's corporate headquarters in Roselle, Illinois. Super, super amazing man. Huge icon, huge leader. That type of person that was so magnetic when you went to a trade show, he always was the person that had everybody around him. Always good for a laugh, very humble, very, very much a magnetic person. But he's also very giving. So before we go to the caller, I just wanted to give you a video real quick and show you that was uh, given to us by Jarrett at GMS Distribution. So this is at an event somewhere. Nick loved to serve his team. He loved to serve his customers. Um, we Here he is serving, looks like, hamburgers to a, a big group of people, maybe some event, a training event. Obviously, John Don, one of the industry leaders with Seeds uh, to Success series, Strategies for Success. Um, but, but Nick saw himself as a leader of the company, not as much in the strategic stuff, which he did, but for the for the public watching, this was the Nick that we saw, serving people, serving, you know, not above getting uh, an apron on, getting dirty, getting greasy, serving people, cutting up, making a laugh, telling stories, and then be there cleaning up at the end with everybody. So, I mean, that's that's really putting your money where your mouth is. And I just wanted to kind of showcase that video. It was a really cool video. Thank you, Jarrett. Jarrett also knew Nick very well and said very some kind things to him. Um, I think Jarrett could not call in today. But listen, speaking of callers, this event's going to have live call-ins. And I have Andy Robinson from John Don here with me, that um, good friend of mine, and obviously is going to have plenty to say about Nick. So we're just going to go live real quick and see if we can't bring – Andy and Andy, can you hear me? It's always good for a story, a joke, you know, being a mentor, just making you feel good. He had that positive energy and that positive vibe. And, you know, he just loved our industry so much. He loved the people around him. And, 
yeah, it's it's just, you know, an extremely tough loss. And, you know, all I can say is that, you know, from my perspective, it's been an absolute privilege to have him, you know, in my life in both a, you know, professional um, side of things with the business and as a mentor, a friend, and, you know, many will also say a father figure to lots of people. So I guess it's the best type of tribute I can, you know, put forward is just to say he was, one in a million, an iconic guy, and just truly genuine, more so than anything else. I could probably sum it up with genuine. You know, Andy, when I was thinking about Nick before the show, I started thinking there's a term that I throw around a lot that people, that we should be more relational and less transactional, and I think that is Nick. I think Nick Nick never had a real agenda buy from him, buy from somewhere else, but just do good work and and love life. I mean, you're talking right. about some of the stories he told. Luckily, my show is not G-rated, but, you know, we all know some of the stories were blue. Some of them <laughs> were great. Um, oh, he was, absolutely. He was infectious, and um, that's just all. I, it's just literally, I, I, I guess all of us wish that if, if our day comes that we have to go meet our maker, it's hard to find anyone, and I, and I can't, but I haven't found anyone that can say anything bad about Nick. And that's that's really a testament about that's that's leaving something behind, way more than what you built or anything like that. How long was he in restoration? Absolutely. Before, 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 before your 28 years, how long would you say Nick was plugging away supporting this industry? Um, I mean, he, he did it from literally day one when John Don was founded you know, back in 1978, so 44 years, um, you know, owning and founding John Donovan and, you know, our distribution business. But prior to that, he was still involved in the industry, more so in the janitorial side of things, Mm -hmm. um, hard surface care. Right. Um, You know, he was working for another uh, company selling floor machines and castex equipment. And, you know, again, prior to that, you know, Nick was actively involved in his back history with construction. He built um, many of the highways that connect the continental United States. Um, That's, you know, that's what his degree was in. He was a civil engineer coming out of college and built highways and, you know, decided he needed to do something different as he had a bunch of kids and got into janitorial and didn't really like the way his boss was treating him and the other employees. And he said, there's got to be a better way and I would do it different. And uh, he took a flyer and started a um, distribution business out of his garage, which turned into John Don. Which a lot of people don't know that Nick's name is Dominic and that's the Don, right? Don, the Don, John, the Don, is that correct? That that is correct. True story. You know, you're talking about, I didn't know that. Well, there's, there's a deeper story. There's, there's a much deeper story to that, but we'll just say <laughs> for time's sake that he is the uh, Don, yeah. uh, John Don, Don being Dominic. We'll, we'll leave it at that for the story. Yeah, so I um, go. I want to be cheesy for just a moment. My kids would be proud if I threw in a dad joke. So back from your – I didn't know about the, the building highways. So you could say he's been connecting people his whole life, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, great analogy. He has been connecting uh, people his entire life. And I'm sure he's still connecting the dots, uh, you know, in a much better place right now. Well, I had a phone call with a good friend of mine and, and yours, Chris Laney. You know Chris? Um, 
And and we were no, just we were just yeah, having a conversation course. about Nick, and he was he was heartbroken. And you know, Chris was very close to Kurt Bolden, and just had a, you can't you cannot go back to some of the leg, legends of this industry like Nick and, and Kurt Bolden and right. Barry Costa still here. So Pete Consigli, I mean, there's just so many people right. that help us get. Yes, I love propping up the new the new guys with the great ideas, but we cannot take for granted the road work that was uh, no pun intended. The road work was done by people like Nick and stuff like that. So I I celebrate his his. I, I mean, I hate that our loss. I mourn for his family, but man, I've just got nothing but just just great memories. And do you remember? <laughs> I'd love to tell a story real quick. The the first time I met Nick, we were in Atlanta. At the experience, you know, every the yes. experience has a yes. has an event somewhere every year that's not Vegas. It's I guess the smaller show, if you will. And you and I were catching up at a at the bar drinking. I think we were drinking Kool Aid, weren't we? And we were having a drink or a beer or something. And yes, we were. Out of yes. out of my yes. left eye, a gentleman walked up and sat down at a bar stool. And again, didn't know didn't know him at that time. And I you know said, Hey, how are you? And shook my hand. He said. My name's Nick. I say, hey, great. What do you do? You know, wearing the blue jeans and a polo shirt, and said, oh, my name's Nick. I just I work for Andy. I just follow him around the country, make sure I support what he needs." And I was like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, great! Right, nice, right. nice to meet you." Then I I kind of catch you over here on my right, just kind of snickering, and I could tell there was some bullshit going on. I was like, "Okay, what's the story?" And he said, "That's the owner of my company." I'm like, "How unassuming was that?" And then. <laughs> uh, you know, I showed the video. Um, I know you're on audio. I pro- you can probably see it, but you probably have seen it. Uh, Jarrett was somewhere like I think it's called Langhorn, um, but he was filming yeah. in time elapsed of, of Nick serving hamburgers. It looked like at one of y'all's uh, probably an education event or a customer appreciation day. Yeah, customer appreciation day. Right, right. You know, and I taught a class in Roselle once, and. Um, you know, Nick did love to feed people. That was just his passion to put on the apron and serve people. And he he was telling me, he said, man, he goes, every two weeks, I like to sit down and sign every single paycheck in the company. Our CFO says, we got computers for that. And he's like, no, I want people to know that I appreciate them and where their money came from. So uh, just lots and lots and lots no, of good and you're, you're spot on. I mean, yeah, those were things he was just passionate about, you know. Um, seminars, he would always be in, you know, in our kitchen serving our clients, our customers, our friends. And, you know, there'd always be funny little conversations like, Hey, you know, who, who's the old guy? I see him around the building. You know, he's like your lunch uh, lady or something. And, you know, we would laugh about that. And, (laughs) you know, Nick was, Nick was, uh, unprecocious, you know, um, we would, tell those clients on the side that's the founder of the company so no job was uh, too big or too small for nick you know if it meant mopping the floor or throwing the trash out or serving uh, lunch to our clients that was part of the process you know that was what nick was all about was to serve people and and yeah. again i say it a second time but to pay it forward and just be a humble servant and he was so much more than that but that he took tremendous pride in that well, I think um, the lesson here, and especially more now than ever, because I don't know one restoration professional that is not scrounging, hurting, uh, actually losing money because of the labor shortage or the just the complexities of staffing issues that we have. And I can we can blame anything we want to, but I would tell you there's certainly a leadership uh, a leadership gap that our 
that we have not filled. And there's just, I don't see a lot of those like Nick. There are out there, but I think the lesson that he leaves behind is right. just, just care about your people. Don't be so quick to judge what they can and can't do and, and ask ourselves, did we give them the opportunity to learn something? So I, I think in times like these, we could definitely say, you know, let's be more like Nick and maybe that'll be a, a bumper sticker. Be, be like Nick. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. He was he was big on culture. You know, yeah. he he always thought that it was the people, right? It's the people that make a successful business. Yeah. You need a CEO. You need a president. You need a CFO. But Nick never lost focus on it's it's your it's your people. Yeah. You know, if your people buy into your business philosophy and they treat it as if their own, then you create cheerleaders, and it was contagious. And it still is contagious to this day. You know, if you've got the people and you treat them right and, you know, they take ownership in your business, how could you not fail in business, you know, with that philosophy? And it, it's worked for Nick. It's worked for our organization. And, again, just another life lesson that Nick has taught so many that he's touched along the years. Well, I know that legacies like that are very contagious. And I know that you and, and I know several people that still work there and have for like yourself, a very long time, not a lot of turnover at John Don. Um, I know that that will carry right. on. Hey, Andy, I have a question. I don't know if you need to jet, but I've got a few people on here. that want. Do you want to stay on in, on the call, or do you need to take off? Do you want to hear a few other stories from people? You know, I, I can I can definitely hang on for a couple more minutes. Okay. I'd love to uh, just listen in on, uh, you know, some of the stories of our, our founder. Well, when you need to jet, you just uh, interrupt us and say, hey, guys, got a bowl. Everybody knows what industry we're in, and, and there's no excuses for that. So I'm going to bring in, and, and this is – Hey, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, so we're going to bring in Jennifer Sterling. Jennifer Sterling that works for Jennifer Sterling, uh, very, very, very popular uh, industry insurance group, and, uh, again, has been around this industry, knows its players, knows the complexity. So I'm going to bring Jennifer in, and hopefully – will be on. Hi, thank you. Hey, Hi, thank you. Hey, Jennifer. Good afternoon, you guys. Hey, Jennifer. You got a, hey, you happy got, to, you got a story a about to Nick? Talk. Sure do. So this took place at the Gaylord in Texas, and, you know, all the vendors decided to go over to the little restaurant bar across the way, and um, I think I was wearing a fedora this night, and it was probably around 2006, and Nick snatched the fedora off my head, the music started, and I don't know if anyone knows, but Frank Sinatra was, uh, you know, Nick's brother. So Nick trod on the dance floor and yanked me out there and started spinning his around and told everybody that we were the winners of couple number one and we were supposed to get this prize that wasn't supposed to be for us, and we took it. Um, after the night end got longer, we ended up getting inside the little shuttle bus that goes from the Gaylord over back to the bar. He literally paid the little shuttle driver to continually drive us around in a loop because he figured out that the guy had a cassette player that was playing You Could Leave Your Hat On. And Nick proceeded to dance with the girls in the shuttle bus while pole dancing and just became the life of the party like every other time we were with Nick. But just the laughter, the smile, the joy, the the way he made everybody feel like Andy said, like even if it was the first time, he was just so sincere, so charming, so kind, so sassy. And, um, you know, he may be, 
you will never be forgotten. And I love the idea that we should do it like this. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I love gonna, it too. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm just gonna be it's gonna be like Nick. Everybody just be like Nick and, and a lot of our friends yeah. go away. Well, Jennifer, it's great. How are, are you out in Cali right now or are you on the road? We're out in California. It's 76 degrees. We just got come by drive by, and um, we're all blessed out here. Goodness gracious. Andy, I bet you you've got that cold snap that hit Chicago today, didn't you? Uh, that we do, yeah. I'm in the wrong uh, part of the world right now, but uh, so be it. <laughs> Well, listen, Jen. Thank you for that story. Uh, good, to, good to hear your voice again, and look forward to seeing you on the trade show beat. It won't be quite the same without, uh, you know, my wingman. But uh, we're certainly going to celebrate and honor him uh, at every future trade show in uh, our own unique way. Amen. Amen. Awesome, Jennifer. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you. I'm not going to do as many shows this year. I've had to slow back some of my travel, but uh, it's always great to see you. And and thanks for calling in. Thanks so much. Thanks for what you're doing. All right. I think I did it right. Well, dude, Andy, that's great. We're going to probably just move on to another part, but I, um, you know, uh, Jennifer Blevins was going to try to uh, uh, call in, but she was on another uh, another Zoom call today, an interview with uh, CNR Magazine, and I know she had some, she told me she had some really, really good stories too, so maybe we can hear those uh, a little bit on the next episode as a follow-up, but I'm just I'm just glad uh, that you called in and put some context to some of what we already knew, and of course, personally, I just want to thank you for your 12, 13 years of, of good friendship that we've had. Likewise, likewise, and congratulations on year two of this, Clark, and uh, again, it's a privilege to be able to spend uh, a couple minutes with you, and again, share uh, you know share some uh, stories about about uh, Mr. Bet. Nick. You bet, buddy. Take care, and I'll see you real soon. All the best. Bye. See you, Clark. Love you guys. All right. There you have it. We uh, we successfully had not one but two callers and on at the same time. I'm pretty proud of that. Well, I think I think nothing really left to be said. I think Nick um, was was well memorialized with Andy there, who, who among in the industry, probably one of the closest people to him, a lot of travel. So, Again, thanks to to Andy for calling in and Jennifer and anybody else that we might hear from in the next uh, little while. Um, that call-in number is 833-262-2410. Um, we are streaming live to our Facebook page for Disaster Podcaster and to our YouTube channel. And uh, this, of course, will be um, a podcast which can be viewed forever you know for people to laugh at for a long time in the years to come um and that'll be on the disaster podcast disasterpodcaster.com so you'll be able to find this episode last seasons and any any of them coming forward you can listen to those on your spotify google wherever you might listen to i mean there's a lot of places to find out that i've come to find out that podcasts are a lot of places um so we just wanted to move on and talk um, a little bit about some business here, um, two, two pieces of business, meaning um, Toby and I at Restoration Advisors, we run a, uh, a, a consulting and coaching mentorship for restoration company firm. Um, not a real big firm. We don't have a ton of clients. We help some really, really great people, but we help restorers manage their business a little bit better. Really, 
more so we don't help them manage their business just by telling them what to do. We, we give them new tools, new education, new ways, and, and just kind of open up our exposure. I have exposure to a lot of companies over the years of my own and even currently how a lot of people are doing things, how they're successful. And I believe that we were able to bring that back and turn that into an actionable plan, create some systems and processes around that. We were at uh, lunch today talking about a particular client that we're working with. It's kind of having some struggles. And I, th I think this was a good way that Toby said that we need to frame it. That owner of that company, that leader, is now being required to use some muscles that he hasn't before. So he's at the gym. We're his coach. And we're just trying to strengthen that muscle so that because he's going to have to use it. But we don't want it to hurt. We don't want it to fail. So we're kind of working on that muscle. And some of it's encouragement. Some of it's really just going through that. But um, we're doing a lot of things with employee onboarding programs and things like that. So check us out at restorationadvisors.com. And we have created a really great video series. Go to restorationadvisors.com forward slash 60 days. We've created a really immersive online learning course of how to build a strong restoration company in 60 days. Doesn't mean in 60 days it'll be up and running and strong, but it's 60 days of video lessons starting from the first day to the end, all the way from planning, all the way through the middle, all the employee onboarding, the contracting, the estimating, the sales and marketing, the equipment that you need to buy, everything, all the way to scaling, how to like once you get the right people in place, how do you scale that company? So check that out at restorationadvisors.com. We'll have the link down at the bottom. bottom. Restorationadvisors.com forward slash 60 days. We'll have the link in the bottom. Check it out. We have a lot of students that are already involved, and we have a community built around those students that are taking it so that they can collaborate with other students, share notes, share best practices. They have access to Toby and I for coaching on deeper dives into some topics. So it's really fun. Um, one of the things that we really did this week with one client, I wanted to bring something. I'm looking at my notes here. One thing that we wanted to bring um, forward was we did, uh, we used to call them after action reports, but a lot of people call them post-project evaluations. I think it's a great practice to implement quality control measures into what you do. I mean, we, we expect our teams and our techs and our project managers just to do everything the way we showed them one time. And those are things that we didn't do for a long time very well. But now that we know them, we think we can just download that into their heads like Neo on the Matrix. But it's not the case. It takes repetition. It takes failure. And jobs are going to go wrong sometimes. And I think a process that you will... If you sit down with your team, all parties that were involved, and have an assessment, we have an agenda, we have a, uh, a format, and ask some questions about, you know, how did it go? Were we on budget? Were we on time? Uh, was the customer happy? Did we get a five-star review? Did we ask for it? What did we do right? What did we do wrong? Who stepped up on this job? Who probably has some areas where they need to learn some more things, whether that be a tech or otherwise? Did the office do well? Did the equipment break down? Did we have the right equipment? Did we have the right tools? You know, just asking these critical questions and take 20 minutes on every job, not every job. That's the question is how many jobs would we do this on? Would it be only on the larger jobs 
or would the owner or the leader, the manager, just pick random jobs or any job for a new lead tech that's been in his position a very short time? It's just like every job we're going to do, we're going to take a, take a real critical look at this. That might not be a bad idea, but um, certainly if there's a problem on the job and it does come up and there is a, a sense that something didn't go wrong, it's a great idea to sit down and do a drill down and, and see, you know, what could we have done better? Because we don't want to repeat these things, right? We, we don't want to just say, oh, next time, oh, we keep doing that over and over and over. These are So we did an after-action report. Um, it, it's really, it was really fun. It was really eye-opening. And we did, with them, we discovered some issues. And this was a problem project. It, it ended up being just a combination of just some oversight of a few things. One or two of them were best practices that weren't, weren't performed. There should have been some floor covering on some steps. Um, and then there were some things on the invoice that were omitted. The work that they actually did it was kind of a scoping issue. Work that they did, they just didn't charge for. So there was some money left on the table. And that's something that everyone worries about. So these kind of scenarios, those things show up a lot more than while you're doing them. A lot of times you can't do a whole lot about these things after the fact. This one they could because they had to go have a meeting with the customer to make them happy. But everybody needed to be on the same page about what happened so that we could do full ownership of it, come up with a resolution, take care of it, and take our losses, right? But what are we going to do next time? What do, we, what do we learn? So real critical procedure, fun to have to me because I love those kinds of things. And um, it was a really positive, positive session that we had with this client. So... Um, I don't think I have a whole lot of other things. Um, what I am going to be looking for, for those that watch this live or those that review this later, please give us some feedback. Um, let us know what we could do better. What's our after-action report? We clearly had a few little, I, had a, I knew we would. We had some problems with the phones coming through, something like that. Like, that aside... We'll have that figured out. That won't happen again. But, you know, what's the flow? Um, what, was this entertaining? What would you like to hear more about? What, what Was it too loud? Was it too not loud enough? What, just what was it? So we would love to hear some feedback because we want these to be extremely entertaining. There's a lot of podcasts out there. I mean, this year in season two, the reason we, one of the reasons we changed this format was there's a lot of people doing podcasts, good podcasts. I mean, some really good people that I'm friends with. So I have to ask a question, how do we stand out in the crowd? How do we do something different so that we're not all doing the same thing? The same thing in restoration for your company. How do you stand out from your market when everybody's promising the same stuff, right? So we wanted to create a different kind of experience, and we want that to only get better. We're going to have, throughout our season, every, every week on Wednesdays at 3 p.m., this same se segment of time, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to go live. Um, if you watch this thing, put this on your calendar and uh, keep your eye on Disaster Podcaster. We will preview um, who's going to be a guest. Um, we're going to do guests every couple of episodes, not all the time. Not everybody wants to have an interview. We're going to talk about some projects. We're going to talk about industry-related stuff. I probably will have some guest speakers on. Maybe we'll have somebody that talks about Xactimate training or something like that. Last year, we had Elena Wilson we had a lot of stuff going on. Talked about the Insiscope with the manufacturers of the Insiscope. Um, 
maybe have the guys this year on from company cam. I've been talking to Michael and Jordan about company cam coming on, talking about that. <coughs> but I don't want to make it a sales pitch. Um, my show is not about selling that stuff. It's really just talking about how there are options out there to make. I just want to make see restores more successful. I want to see products and services that help make a fluid operation so that you are more efficient, more profitable, keep your headspace and all of that kind of stuff. So really uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, week one, next week on Wednesday, we're going to have John Grubb, good friend of mine, business partner of mine in the Alliance of Independent Restorers, the collaborative that we have of small to medium or some couple large companies, industry restoration or mediation companies that are just wanting to make sure we have the best best practices that we're keeping the bar high and really develop uh, a, a voice where we have a voice to go against some of the the insurance shenanigans but also our own industry we have to clean up our own industry so we're gonna have john grubb on but we're gonna he's gonna talk about um he has a company that does pay-per-click management he's gonna talk about digital marketing answer questions, you're going to call in live. And he also has just started doing social media marketing because he saw a big need for that that wasn't being done very, very well. So um, I, I encourage you to listen if those are areas of information that you're looking to expand into this year is to have a better digital marketing plan. Um, John would, you know, happily answer your questions, no, no obligations. Um, he loves to give information to people because he just wants to see people do better. So we're going to have some good fun things to do this year. And I wanted to thank um, Kahi. You can check out Kahi at Kahi, K-A-H-I dot I-O and get a demo. It's a, it's a great system. And again, he's onboarding or he's integrating with some really great companies. I'd like to thank Andy from John Don. I'd like to thank everyone that contributed to some ideas and topics this, this week. Jarrett for giving me the video. Jennifer Sterling for calling in. And just all of the restoration companies in general, out there just plugging away, doing what we do, trying their best, trying to give our industry a great name so that we can have real good, strong value when we try to price our jobs the way we're supposed to price them. It helps to have some validity behind what we do. And I just wanted to thank those. And I just wanted to thank Toby. Toby Clem uh, is the operations manager here and a coach at Restoration Advisors and has really helped me put a lot of this together. And again, I think we're going to do nothing but get better. So if I don't have anything else, I haven't seen anything pop up. If we have any comments or anything, no more call in. Okay. Tune in next week, Wednesday. The post on our channels will have the phone number. If you want to call in and talk to John about a specific area of something with digital marketing, Please feel free. If he doesn't know, he can probably get the answer for you and put you in touch with someone. Uh, he knows the, the website guys and SEO guys and gals and all that sort of stuff. So should be really informative. But um, if there's nothing else, I just wanted to end it out and tell everybody have a great week and be safe and careful. It's really getting cold in a few places. So I wish you all a lot of luck and, and hope you get a lot of work out of it. Take care.